Hi, welcome to JoyScore. My name is Ellie Lund and I will be your host today. JoyScore offers tips and tools in health, fitness, and mindfulness. I just want to dedicate this podcast to friends and families who have lost a loved one, a pet, a relationship, or a job. This podcast offers those who grieve hope through the words and experiences of an angel, a hospice and grief angel. Grounded in the present moment and holding a compassionate space, Kathy Brooke Wong shares how to transition through grief with grace, ease, and light. She shares concrete therapeutic tools to lean into grief, release the stress from our body, and honor our emotions and feelings while recognizing that grief is a state that we will transition through. Additionally, she illustrates how to provide comfort to the dying, and she invites us to journal about loss in a very introspective way through questionings that check that help us check in with ourselves and guide us through self-awareness during this time. I hope that you enjoy this podcast and I hope that as this year ends, you are able to walk into ease and joy and light as this new year begins. Thank you for listening to Joy Score. Hi, thank you for having me. This is so uh, so wonderful being here with you today. Oh, it's such a pleasure <laughs> always to have you here. Oh, thanks. Um, so, Kathy, we're going to go ahead and dive right in. I was wondering if you could just illustrate your experience as a hospice angel and how you help people move through grief from the loss of a loved one or during life transitions. Sure. Thank you. Uh, over the last few years, I've had the, um, the honor and pleasure of being a hospice um, angel. And I've um, also been a, a safe space and a loving space for people who are grieving, like families of, of people who they've lost through hospice. And through my Reiki practice, um, being able to hold the space and share loving Reiki energy with people who have, have lost um, a loved one or um, have been transitioning through things like, uh, you know, divorces or uh, relationships that have been broken or, you know, nowadays there's a lot of people who are, have lost their jobs and, and also with COVID, you know, so many people have, have, we've have lost their way of, of life, the life that they've been so comfortable with. And so, during this time, um, sharing Reiki and being a, a hospice angel and also grief angel, I've been able to be with people in, in such a, a beautiful, compassionate way. It's been an incredible experience, hold it, what I call holding the space, just being, being love and just being very present with that person. And as I, as I look at that person or I hold the person um, in, my, in my mind or hold, you know, I'm with that person, really, really with that person, I feel it's been such a, such a healing experience for that person to just be seen. Um, it's, it's just a gentle, gentle way to be with them that uh, the person who's grieving doesn't... Um, have to feel like they should do something or be a certain way mm. or um you know the expectation that they should be you know coming through the grief quickly or you know being there for others and, and not really taking care of themselves um 
it's it's just to hold that space in love and um, allow that person just to also be in the present. Um, and I'd love to share a couple experiences that I've had recently with some clients. Is that how does sure, that sound? Sure, sure, that sounds great. Yeah, and and also with this um, being with so before I get to a specific, you know friend or client that I've had recently, it's, it's a beautiful thing just to be a good listener, just to listen as they share how they're feeling or whatever they'd like to share. Um, if there's crying, um, you know, just a little crying too, uh, just allowing that person to feel, go through whatever they're feeling is really lovely. Um, also accepting them for what they are and how they are is really important. Um, reminding them that they are um, they are not the grief. It's been such a pleasure just to just be there because you know cause grief can be a very scary place, you know, kind of dark place sometimes. And there are different levels of grief. Some is you know denial, um, fear, and um, you know that sadness. And it's 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 wonderful for me to be able to be that um, just kind of a hold up a light um, uh, and to remind them that they the the grief is is kind of a condition they're moving through. It's a gentle reminder they are not the grief and they're moving through it and just to um, you know move through it with kind of gr grace and ease and and remind them of their light you know remind them that they are this magnificent person. I seeing them, seeing them as whole, perfect and complete, mm. seeing them as the light that they are and, and, and just kind of, you know, gently saying that to them. So they, they can kind of see that they are not the trauma. They are, they are not the trauma. They're not the grief. They are not the sadness. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, I just really want to um, kind of echo that because I feel okay. like in grief, um, there's like a sweeping ocean-like drowning mm -hmm. that um, mm -hmm. comes in that space mm -hmm. that also feels very um, permanent. Like mm -hmm. there's no escape. Like it's not going to change. It's going to be like this for a very long time. And I really, really appreciate the fact that you said that you are transitioning in this space and time, that you are not the grief, but mm -hmm. that, you, that this is an experience of feeling a thought will pass because mm -hmm. everything is constantly changing not mm -hmm. to deny the importance of that moment but to i love the way that you said and this changes and you're not the grief that this is just a, a state thank you for sharing that mm, sure um you know grief and depression and a very low you know let's say low energy low vibration kind of emotions can bring us down and can make us feel like we're drowning, as you said. And, um, but it's, it's sort of like the analogy of the, the sun, like, you know, the sun is always there. Our spirits are always there. Our, our, our personality is there. The joys of all life and all the beauty in the world is there. And when the clouds are there and it's raining and, you know, storming, it's hard to believe that there's a sun we forget. Right. Mm. Um, but just to always remember you know, the sun is always there. Goodness is always there. Love is always there. Joy is always there. Mm. And so, you know, sometimes just being there and holding the space for a person and, you know, and, and, and the words we use too, right? The words that we use um, with ourselves that we, you know, we, sh we hopefully will say to ourselves, but when we're with someone who's grieving, 
the words are very powerful becoming alongside of that person and and so instead of saying things like oh you know you got to be strong or you have to go on or your loved one wouldn't want you to be sad you know maybe I think it's really more powerful and more healing to say, I'm really sorry, or I'm here for you, or I'd love to help you, or just, you know, you're important to me. I'm thinking yeah, I, of you at this time. Oh, that's so beautiful. You know, it's so important to say, to welcome and accept every emotion that's coming out mm. and when we say those things to be stronger even though they're very very well intentioned okay. sometimes it creates a denial of the experience mm-hmm. it's kind of like saying like you know don't go there right where you sometimes actually have to go through it in order to get to the other side complete yeah it's exactly that it's going through and um leaning into grief rather than trying to avoid it or, Oh God, I wish it would just go away. You know, um, you know, I've, I've been working with clients and I might hear that, you know, I just want this to go away. I want this to be over, but it is, it's moving through it. It's taking that time. And I could talk about, you know, ways to do self care and, and, you know, tools for grief, but it's taking that time to really go in and learn a little more about yourself and, and uh, find those things that you appreciate you know, about your life. And so it is, it's, um, and it is trying to, and using and having a lot of compassion, you know, just exercising compassion for yourself as you move through that grief. And as, um, you know, Grief Angel, um, sharing Reiki and having this compassionate, loving um, energy, energy, this loving, intelligent e- energy that's all around us, universal life force energy is, is been such a beautiful experience. Um, I'd love to talk, you know, tell you about a certain, um, a few clients I've had lately. Uh-huh. recently. So I've had, um, a beautiful, uh, experience caring, uh, caring, compassionately caring through Reiki and intuitive messages, uh, a woman who, who, who lost a fiance recently, you know, she's a, she, she's a single mother and, you know, lost her, her fiance. And so uh, just, and we've done, we've had our, we've had our sessions uh, distantly, distantly on Zoom. So, and I had never even met this person, but meeting her, being in front of her, listening to her, what was her intention for the session? Um, lovingly see her as she, you know, she's, she's moving, she's has so many different emotions, but I just love to say that being this grief angel to allow this beautiful compassion energy to hold her energetically in a very loving space and send light, golden, kind of pink, because energy I see sometimes pink or pink for love or golden for healing. And just to be able to use um, feeling, feeling and bringing in her angels, her beloved fiance who had passed, Reiki masters, to all hold this space for her, and to remind her that you know there's um, there's there's love and there's support from the other side of the veil. Mm. We say mm. it's been so beautiful, and to be yeah. able to intuitively bring helpful resources to her as she's in 
you know, in the, in this space of, of trauma of losing her loved one very recently mm. um, to be able what, you know, I asked the question, what are the re- resources can help her? And so things like essential oils, I'll tell her after. Um, and what I do is during the, during the reading or during the Reiki, I'll, I'll take down notes and then I'll mm. share that. I'll say, would you like me to share this now? Or would you like to take a nap and I can record it and send it to you later? But, you know, mm. for her, she's very eager to know right away. Yeah. So I'll just say, oh, there's, you know, the essential oils um, that would be helpful for you. You know, um, a little journal or a piece of paper and a pencil. If you can in the morning, find that one thing that you um, to be grateful for you know, or maybe when you go to bed or um, other things that are very specific for her. And so what that's what's beautiful is I can bring these intuitive messages to help that person um, with self-care resources or if there's a, um, a ancestor or their loved one on the other side to, to lean on for, for strength or support or um, other ways to take care of themselves, to bring them back to themselves, who they really are, whatever to bring them back to some peace. And I just want to say, uh, Ellie, after seeing her, you know, distraught and crying at the beginning of this, before the session started, and then afterward to see how peaceful her, her, her face was, to see kind of a glow almost and a little smile in contrast to before, it, it was just magic. It, I had never felt so much compassion and, and love for someone you know and just to see that it made a difference in her life it was it was wonderful it's so it's such a beautiful story of transition you know transition from the state of grief to a state of peace mm-hmm. and I, I mean I'm really hearing you kind of like um discuss some really mindful practices in terms of being in the present moment and grounding through the senses, you know, the olfactory sense with uh, essential oils and just in the present moment. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is amazing. So I just wanted to add, um, I, I did want to talk about a book or just recommend a book for people who are grieving and it's called Don't Take My Grief Away From Me. It's by Doug Manning, and it's written very beautifully, and it is kind of an easy read. So that might bring some – it's helping people walk through grief and learn to live again. That's what the title is. And um, I would love to just share a few practices. And one – and the main thing is how finding ways, little ways to – that uplift up someone to bring relief from the stress – they have in their body so it could be taking walks in you know walks in the sunlight oh you know during covid where a lot of us are in the house a lot and um just going out there doing a little gardening taking a walk feeling the warmth of the sun or the air on our face um there's a lot of beautiful guided meditations on youtube um, for sleep for depression um seeing you know photos in nature these guided meditations can help us um, get our mind off our, our, the, the mind that's going really fast or the, the sadness that we feel in our body or just that stress that's just moving through our body. And so med- guided meditations, breathing, you know, breathing deeply, breathing practices, um, holding, you know, holding a child or a pet, holding ourselves, connecting with ourselves. Um, 
for for my client recently i gave her some lotion and i said really put that lotion on very you know put lotion on very slowly mindfully uh, while we're you know taking a shower feeling the feeling the hot water but also bathing ourselves touching ourselves that is that is so comforting right so comf- comforting what brings you comfort and um i think gratitude is an amazing way to move through grief you know i think that's the portal to joy mm-hmm. gratitude changes that perspective uh, can change a perspective from what you what we don't have you know when we're when we're suffering grief from a loss of someone or something um losing a job or a relationship gratitude can get us away from those focusing on just what we don't have and we're looking at the things the blessings we have all around us you know greatly what what do we have around us the little the little joys in life that we can find um gratitude journal and that's just writing one thing every day to start with or two things a day that we have you know a comfort of our home or do we still have a home do we have a bed or pillow and so it's kind of a shifting a shifting from maybe dark and fear and losing hope and grief to shifting a little more toward that light the love the hope for the future joy and finding moving toward it you know it's it it, it is hard to say to someone who's in deep in grief you know hey feel joy there's so much joy there's so much goodness out there hey don't you see it but you know moving through toward that other that other side of the spectrum and try to be have that peace and equilibrium um equanimity i guess you call it you know mm-hmm. that's that those are some things and i just like to share a little bit more of um honoring and forgiveness honoring mm-hmm. uh the loved one who we've lost or honoring and finding forgiveness even in a relationship that's ended so the practice of, of forgiveness is really big too mm-hmm. and and then i know we could talk a lot about that but yeah grounding grounding in ourselves and grounding in in nature um these are just a few things to help us with tools to help us with move through grief. Thank you. Thank you for sharing those. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. And now you asked me a question about um, being a hospice angel, right? Yes. And comforting people as they die. So I, I do want to just um, to say that I, I was trained as a hospice volunteer and, and uh, specifically to share Reiki with hospice patients. And for people who aren't familiar with hospice, the, the purpose of hospice care is to maximize the quality of life for people in the last phases mm. of, of a disease that can't be cured. So when I, um, I do my grief angel work, they're moving through, they're moving through the grief and there's, there's the there's life there's a lot of life afterward there's the mm-hmm. new things that they can start or a new job or you know regain health and um the the potential of this all the juiciness of life you know to and to learn and grow and there's you know we have more life to to do these things with hospice um my patients can be um you know transitioning to i what i call 
another form, you know, leaving their body, but continuing to live in a different form on the other side of the veil. Mm. Um, they are, they are either, it could be within a few days, a few weeks, it could be two months, two months, two years. Mm. So, but they are, they are transiting from this form, this body, and they're ready to, to, to go to a different way of living. I, I call it that, you know, mm -hmm. people say they die. And, and my belief is that we don't die. Our spirit continues and we will be reincarnated into another form or body. And so what I, uh, my job is though, is to make their life the most comfortable as possible. And this means um, pain relief, you know, through Reiki, um, you know, I've, I've, heard my patients say, you know, that the pain that they had in their body, there's, there's uh, less pain, uh, more sense of peace. Um, and it's very, and just the companionship that I bring them, it means so much to them. You know, if you can be imagined, you may be in your home, but you could be in a care facility and maybe not have very many visitors right so just being that loving quiet presence with them um i may not tell my client not necessarily because it depends on where they're at but i might just i might not say oh i'm here to share reiki but i might just say i'm here just to be with you and just and then sometimes they're sleeping and i'll just share reiki while they're sleeping or mm. i'll just say oh may i hold your hand or may i touch you on your shoulder and i I'm just a loving presence. I just introduced myself. I'm just here to be with you. And we keep it very simple. And it's been really beautiful too, because as they're, um, as they're transitioning, there is, there is some grief. There's sometimes there is, you know, the loss of feeling like they, um, they can't provide anymore. Mm -hmm. So just, mm, just being loving with them and listening to them. And, you know, some, sometimes we have conversations and, oh, Ellie, I had a, um, one, one, t one of my patients, she was sleeping. So I just kind of went in and I was sharing Reiki and she looked up at me and she just said, oh, what are you doing here? And I said, oh, I'm here just to, you know, spend time with you and sharing some loving energy. And we, uh, sh and she just shared some memories of when she was younger. Oh. Uh, she shared, sh she shared how she saw her, a son had passed away. And, you know, the veil between the other side is, I feel more open when, as you're approaching your, mm -hmm. you know, your own death. And she was able to share, describe it, describe how she's, she felt she saw her son like pa passing. Oh, not oh. passing, but revisioning how it might have been for him to be accepted by Jesus. Or, and we, we talked about prayer and, and all kinds of subjects. I had, I, it was such a precious experience to be there for her to be a caring person to share, for her to share with oh, different feelings. And different experience and memories. And I visit, and she would share, you know, almost every time I visit her like that. So that's a little bit about the difference. It's about making them comfortable and, and holding them as they're, as they're moving through this life into another, another form of life. It's so beautiful. And I, I just see relationship 
in both of those. You know, just being, having that interaction between two human beings, you know, that are, that's compassionate and accepting and loving and peaceful. And it's just um, a really wonderful place to be. Yes. <laughs> complete. It's a complete honor. Um, I know in society, uh, we often don't get, we don't have opportunities to to be around, you know, people who are aging and dying. And, and I know death in our society can be a very a scary thing and something very, something we avoid, right? But what an honor to go in as a hospice angel and look at a precious, precious being who, who I'm, you know, who I can love on and just share compassion with. And it's truly, truly an honor. Yeah, it creates... <laughs> It just, you know, it really brings a sense of dignity yes. to the human being. You know, it's just a sense of dignity and love. And mm -hmm. I think about birth and how a baby is born into our world and so many hands to hold the baby and arms to hold the baby mm -hmm. and celebrations. And But when we part, when we leave this world, sometimes there's not that. There's not all of the hand-holding and the touching and the belonging and the intimacy and the love. And so it's such a beautiful way to provide a sense of dignity for everyone, mm -hmm. um, the grieving and those who are passing. Mm -hmm. um, I was wondering if you could speak to our collective grief um, that we're currently facing with COVID as we also, you mentioned, um, lose the way of life as we knew it, you know, and we transition into um, losing either a job or a relationship or just, you know, working in schools, having the interaction between kids and friendships mm. and the opportunity to know each other through that interaction. Mm. Yes, yes. Um, you know, when when the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, hit the world and we started having a kind of that abrupt ending of how we were used to doing things. It was a big shock. It was a big shock. And it's a, it's a very collective experience. Like we've never known before, right. In our lifetime. And yes, with this, with this abrupt ending of like how we did things, you know, and we are, we are, we have this, we are individually and collectively grieving we're longing. There's, you know, we we do hear that in our in our texts and on the posts, and when we talk to people, people are longing. There are many that are longing for what we used to have or what we, how it used to be, and I know holidays probably have been especially hard for people because they've they weren't able to have that Christmas dinner or Hanukkah meal or get to all the Christmas parties and holiday parties. We, we you know, we haven't had we haven't been able to enjoy those holidays the way we have been used to, right? So um, so during this time, we, we've had a, extra stress, as we know, and, um, and people have felt isolated and lonely because we haven't had the same social, uh, the social interaction that we're used to. And I know a lot of people have been really missing hugs, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we might see someone, you know, from a distance we know, and we're like hugging ourselves and hugging the air. But um, what I'd like to say, and also I'd like to invite our listeners to um, ask themselves some questions, because sometimes we don't realize how 
that we are grieving. Like we don't really mm. get, connect with those feelings. We feel a little out of sorts or grumpy or, mm. you know, irritable or sad. And we're not quite why, um, used to why, uh, you know, we're not, we're not quite sure why. So I just have a couple questions that I like to ask you and sure. ask our listeners and they could ask themselves daily or every once in a while and maybe journal about them. It's, it's a little bit of self-reflection. Um, so the first question is, just to sometimes stop and say, why am I feeling this way? Mm. Um, when we don't have, um, when we don't can't pinpoint, like I'm feeling grumpy or angry or very irritable, like, why am I feeling this way? Another question could be, what might I be sad about right now? You know, sometimes that being, it's a sad, oh, that's why I'm being angry or upset. It's just a sadness. Okay. And being listening to maybe why might I be sad right now? Another question is what unexpected loss has this week brought me? Hmm. And kind of move through that and, and identify that. And then what are some things we can do with this sadness or loss or grief? And so I'd love to share some things that I think we all can do. And my motto during this time, um, has been just adapt and thrive, adapt and thrive. I think humans, you know, people are so, can be so creative. So have we been, have we been creative and just adapting to what we have, like honoring and looking at what, what do we have? What's doing the best with what we have right now? You know, how can we adapt? What are some new skills or new things I could try? Or how can I change that perspective instead of longing for what I had. And I can't, because I still hear people say this like nine months later, I can't wait to get back to normal. <laughs> I can't wait. I want to get back to normal. Oh, I just see that we've been trans, we have been changing and transitioning. So what do we have in front of us right now? What is the best I can do? What are some new ways I could, you know, celebrate the holiday? Like my kids and I were, instead of being with a big family with about 24 people doing Christmas, you know, with, with all our relatives, we were around the campfire. We were roasting vegetables and had um, biscuits on a stick. And we were having this family campfire outside the three of us, you know, but that was so fun, you know? So, so, so again, how do we adapt? And then honoring what we have, um, connecting, finding connections with people, it could look differently than what, what, you know, what we're used to. But I found personally, now this is just me. And I know a lot of people are all zoomed out, you know, so many zooms, but how can we make some connections if it's through a intimate zoom party with, you know, like your girlfriend's wine and cheese or, you know, and social distance when you can, or uh, writing letters or being more, um, you know, expressive with creating gifts for them, but ways of connecting with people, spending a little more time with someone listening to who, what they're saying. Um, again, honoring the grief and healing, he using this time to kind of heal ourselves, get to know ourselves more. And words that come up for me is this, this is a time for, okay, we've just had the winter solstice, right? And we've passed through the shortest day of the year, the longest darkness, right? Mm -hmm. And um, the maximum darkness when people, well, you know, we, we're, 
we're starting to rekindle the light with Hanukkah lights or Kwanzaa lights, Christmas lights. And so let's start thinking about what are the seeds that we can plant now that mm. as a light grows longer, what are the seed, what are some things that can, we can grow and come into fruition. And so the words that pop up for me right now is just right now at this time, right now today, as the darkest time is and the light is going to get grow and we're coming out of COVID, right? I mean, this, we're coming out of the darkest part of the condition of, of this COVID pandemic is, you know, what are ways for mm -hmm. renewal, rebirth, growth and expansion? Is how do we rekindle some things that we've loved? What plant seeds can we plant? How can we nurture ourselves? Um, how, how can we thrive? You know, how can we use this time to thrive? What do we cherish? You know, how can we live? How can we live life bigger? How can we re just really live and stop, like, stop waiting, just live, <laughs> live big now, you know? And then, you know, what kind of, how can we change our perspective so that, that grief doesn't consume you or sadness doesn't stay with you? And so those are just a yeah, few things I awesome. wanted to share. I really feel like they connect with meaning and purpose in life. You know, this is such a wonderful time in terms of reflection, self-reflection, and how do I connect with my own purpose in life and what I can give to others you know, to bring a greater sense of happiness to myself as well as others, you know? Um, wow. That is a lot. Thank you so much for sharing so many oh, wonderful thank you. of mindfulness and um, practices of present moment, loving compassion. Um, I was just wondering thank if you, you could share with our listeners um, ways that they might be able to contact you um, uh, before we close today. Sure. Yeah. And, and just before I do, I, there is a quote I wanted to share. Um, and it is about, you know, the grief that people have been feeling and, you know, the stresses that we've had with COVID. And this is just, uh, this is a quote by Naomi Rachel Roman. And it is the expectation that we can be immersed in suffering and loss daily and not be touched by it is as unrealistic as expecting to be able to walk through water mm. without getting wet. So just to end before I, you know, tell um, our listeners about some um, events they'll be having and how to contact me is just a reminder, you know, that self-care through mindfulness practices, you know, and gratitude, finding joy in little things, the adapting and thriving in the situation that we're, you know, we're living through you know, called COVID and the personal situations is very necessary at this time. And so to help with that, I have, uh, I have Reiki and healing arts circles that I've been hosting since May and they're online and some are a Reiki meditation for an hour with me. And, and most of them are Reiki and healing arts circles again, online on zoom. And they're on every other Sunday. And I have different guest healers come on to share their mindfulness practices and in forms of healing and and connecting with ourselves and our higher selves. And so just to, for example, I have Doug Winger coming on January 10th to talk about Reiki and power animals, how to connect with power animals for for strength and for like medicine 
for wisdom and growth. And I have uh, Reiki and, and forgiveness, Reiki and body temple, taking care of our body temples and honoring that. Reiki And on March 7th, there's Reiki and peace through grief with Becky Lomaka, who is a grief counselor with O'Connor Mortuary. So these are just uh, some of the upcoming events. And people can find out about them and get the link to, to register on my website. So if they go to www.onwingsofjoy.com, they could go to the... Uh, to the oh events the events page and they can find out all the information about them. Also, my email address is kbwong90 at gmail.com. So they can email me if they like to have more information. And they can also find me on Facebook. I have a on Wings of Joy group for, to support joy and courage and creativity and all these some of these things we've been talking about and i'm also on face on instagram at kathy underscore brooke wong so i'm really looking forward to hearing from people and and helping them as in their healing and seeking connection at this at this time that we thank you in. so much kathy thank you thank you everyone for being with us today we hope that uh, each day brings you more joy each day Thank you and goodbye. That concludes the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. It's a pleasure having you on the podcast. This podcast is available on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast platform. If you haven't done so, please rate and review the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Additionally, if you haven't downloaded that JoyScore app, I really um, encourage you to do so. It's a wonderful app with a lot of tools and tips that really help decrease um, stress and increase a sense of well-being and hopefully bring you a higher sense of joy. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Bye.